0: You're live with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here in studio, we've got Andy Barrar, my co-host. got a great show for you today, we've got Julian Sanders coming up in a little while talking about back-to-school technology. Yes, kids, you're going back to school.
1: Your kid is
0: going to school. Oh, well, well, one of them is, yeah. university. The other two, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions, and of course, at the end of the show, we've got App of the Week as well. Some interesting news this uh, week, uh, Andy. uh, Rogers and Shaw announced a new uh, streaming service for TV shows and movies called Show Me that they'll be launching here in the fall for uh, their particular customers. So it's interesting. Rogers and Shaw have teamed up together. uh, Basically, uh, kind of like a Netflix for Canada.
1: That's right. and. I kind of saw this coming because the way people's viewing behaviors have changed. We're watching content more on mobile devices than traditional television. So they wanted to get in that space, and they had to offer something similar to Netflix to compete with them. And we know that's going to be rolling out soon. The price point is very similar to Netflix as well. Eight, eight bucks a month. So it's it's really going to come down to content, I think. For, for yeah, them.
0: I think you're right there. Uh, Netflix has made huge inroads uh, around the world. They've got tens of millions of subscribers. Here in Canada, I think one in three uh, English people have Netflix. Six million people. Six million
1: people. Out of a population of 30 million.
0: So that starts getting interesting when you start looking at how many households actually are cabled, that have cable TV or satellite TV, which I think is around 12 million. So uh, obviously Rogers and Shaw seeing the future and coming up with their own streaming service. So, you know, I've had a lot of... Uh, comments, uh, you know, from our Get Connected uh, fans, you know, can they compete against Netflix? Is that crazy? It's not as crazy as it may seem, because, you know, when you look at Rogers and Shaw, they own all these TV stations and channels as well, like Global TV and City TV and and what have you. Um, And so when you look at that, they're already buying programming. They're buying all that American programming, like uh, Modern Family, Sons of Anarchy. And so for them to get the digital rights as well, it's just kind of an extra little bit of cost, and they can actually amortize that not only through their streaming service that they're coming out with, but also across their TV channels uh, as well.
1: But the question I want to
0: know is, is it exclusive? Uh, yeah, some of their content is exclusive. So I, I believe they will be able to be competitive against Netflix because they already have that critical mass. They're already buying all that content, so they just have to do these kind of bolt-on uh, deals yeah. to get it onto their service. And in some cases, if they can get exclusive content as well.
1: Um, I can see that in the next couple of weeks, maybe months, we'll see Bell also offer something similar oh, for sure, they're, they're a big powerhouse in Canada. So they're going to want to get into that as well. And who knows what, what they will offer the, I, I really think it's going to come down to content though. Maybe in the beginning they might not have that. That content, but over time, like we've seen Netflix.
0: Yeah, they've grown over time. They they say Show Me says they'll have about ten thousand hours of TV content out of the gate, so about three hundred and fifty different TV series available, uh, twelve hundred movies, um, and obviously that will grow over uh, over time. Uh, one thing they did announce too is that thirty percent of that is Canadian content. I don't know if that is a huge selling feature. Yeah, because most. People I know love the American stuff. Exactly, yeah. You know, um, you know unfortunately. Well, but I, I do like that they are bringing the Canadian content to the table, but will it help sell the service?
1: The thing is, I think viewers don't really care where the programming comes from or where no. it's produced as long as it's good. They but, just want shows they like. But at the same time, in Canada, we want to make sure that we foster Canadian content. We've seen this happen on the radio and also on television. So they want to move that into the mobile streaming space as well. And I think that makes a lot of sense. But um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen if people are going to leave Netflix for Show Me.
0: Well, you know, when they announced it, uh, Rogers and Shaw, they basically said uh, this would be like a supplement to Netflix. It's not necessarily, you know, either or. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my question to you, Andy, you have Netflix. Yeah. Would you buy another service? No. Why? Absolutely not. Because... Uh, what if well, they had different content?
1: It, potentially. But, you know, one of the most disruptive streaming things that have been going on right now is Popcorn Time, something that we've talked <laughs> about before.
0: Yes, you love this service. Not, mm. not entirely legal, though.
1: It's not, no. And I've been doing this for research purposes. Yeah. But Popcorn Time came back. And what it basically was is they were streaming torrents, the torrents that people already download from movies. Yeah. Instead of having to download the entire movie you could stream it just like a Netflix. And then that got shut down because it was so disruptive, all the big major... And
0: kind of uh, illegal.
1: Kind of illegal. Yeah. The major studios got really mad. Somehow it came back. And now they've offered apps for Android. And so you can't get it in the Google Play Store, but you can download it from their website. And so I downloaded the other day because I heard it came back. And it looks just like Netflix. It works just like Netflix, but it's for free. And it is, it's really like the Napster video streaming because it's just a game changer and so I don't if people you know start looking at that and more people start telling others their friends it could actually take off and be compete against Netflix and show me
0: but isn't that harmful to the industry overall do you think
1: yes absolutely I don't know you know why they're doing this because they're not making money and uh, they're making a lot of studios mad for sure because of this thing. Yeah, but that technology you're stealing is. There. The content. Exactly. But yeah. we've known that people have been downloading torrents yes. for for years now. So at the same time, it just made sense to stream the torrents rather than have to download it. So as so you have it working on your Android phone. Yeah, I tried it out the other day and I just downloaded this morning on the Android. I was doing it on an Android tablet. Yeah. And I was amazed at just how well it worked. And I was like, wow. Like, if people start to hear about this, they're going to be like, you know what? I don't even want Netflix.
0: But how stable is that, right? Like, eventually they're going to get shut down again.
1: P- potentially, yes. I heard the word on the street right now is they're going to try to what make... You, Huggy Bear? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to try to make an iOS app, but yeah. they can't put that in the Apple store. Of course not, because it's illegal. And there's, like, a, a loophole that they're working on through the certificates yeah. uh, that they're going to try to be able to get this onto uh, iPhones and iOS devices, without uh, having to go in the traditional app, you know, app store. But uh, so when you when you see all these kind of things happening, it's going to be interesting to see how Netflix reacts to that because Netflix was very disruptive.
0: It was. When yeah. it first I I didn't think they'd be able to make that transition. Netflix started off with the mail uh, mail out DVD service, right? You'd pick a bunch of DVD movies you wanted and they'd mail them to you and then you mail them back when you're finished. Um, you know, they went to online and I thought, ah, oh, I don't know if they can make that leap, but yeah. not only did they make that leap, uh, they thrived. And, you know, you just look at some of the, uh, the wreckage left behind, like the video stores, blockbuster at one point, uh, had an opportunity to buy them.
1: They did. Yep. Yeah. And they didn't
0: No, goodbye blockbuster.
1: And the, another thing, when we come and go back to content, Mike, we always talk about you, people always like, why is the U S Netflix better than Canadian Netflix? Now it's really, really easy to get US Netflix in Canada. It's a little plugin that you have to put in your Chrome browser, and suddenly you could get Netflix from Germany if you wanted to, and see what kind of content they have. So is show me what is you gonna... want,
0: the German Netflix?
1: I, I did look, I was interested. <laughs> I was like, what kind of content's coming out of Europe? But um, it's a really easy service, so show me is gonna really have to get good content quickly to compete with Netflix. And um, I don't know if people are going to want to pay for two streaming services. I think uh, at the end of the day, they're going to invest in one. Yeah. Either show. But me- you
0: know what Rogers and Shaw have as well? They can bundle this stuff. They're going to roll it out to their customers first. And so if you're already a Shaw customer, you've got cable and you've got the phone service and what have you, um, they could bundle that in at an attractive price. Yeah. And get people hooked on
1: it I, and I think I think the the way to do it is on price at first because Netflix was what seven ninety nine, and now only recently have they announced that they're going to increase the prices but they're grandfathering the seven ninety nine yeah for a couple years for about two years yeah so I think that's what you would want to do to entice people to try it out yeah and then from there build your content and then you can go in later on and say oh we're going to increase the price yeah and people will be like wow well, I'm so entrenched with it I love the service so yeah I'll pay a dollar more and for you know, more content. it'll be
0: interesting to see how it goes uh, it'll roll out uh, I believe on the cable boxes mm-hmm. um, but it'll also be available as an app for uh, mobile phones and uh, tablets as well and then who knows from there oh I think Xbox you can get it on Xbox
1: another thing that we should not rule out is um, HBO we'll see what they have to to react to all this because they're trying to become like Netflix as well Yes, and they make content and now Netflix they, is they making make great content.
0: content Yeah, we're going to have to take a break when we come back, we will be talking back-to-school tech with Julian Sanders from London Drugs. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Mike and Andy here on Get Connected. In a little while, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. your on-air tech support. Or if you need buying advice for back-to-school, we'll help you out with that. Right now, we have Julian Sanders on the line from London Drugs. How you doing, Julian?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. Uh, you guys must be pretty busy. Back to school.
2: Oh yeah, you got it. Everybody's trying to get their hands on all of the latest, greatest tech.
0: So what's really hot hot right now?
2: A lot of people are going for uh, touchscreens this year. What do you guys think of touchscreen convertibles? The little T100? Have you guys played with that one?
0: Yeah, I like them. Uh, running Windows 8?
2: You got it. Yeah, 8.1. Uh, little 10-inch uh, convertible. Looks like a netbook, uh, could, but you can pop the screen off. So they're, they're one of the ones that a lot of people are going for this back to school. They're, they're, you know, they've played around with tablets for a long time. They're getting used to having more functionality. And with full Windows 8.1 and a 10-inch screen size, it's kind of nice to be able to carry it around, not have to worry about plugging it in all. Any, uh, you can use the battery, don't have to worry about plugging it in all day.
1: And it really solves the problem, Julian, about uh, tablet or laptop. People are always like, which ones should I get? You can get both with these convertibles.
2: Exactly. And it has a full USB port, comes with Microsoft Office, so you don't even need to buy Office separately. It's already included in the box.
0: That's, I guess, one of my challenges that I've had with Windows 8. If you don't have a computer or a laptop with a touch screen, you're just not getting the full experience. But this, uh, again, solves that.
2: You got it, yeah, and they start at about $400. They're available in 64-gig uh, sizes are the ones that are easy to get your hands on, so it's, it's a good one to come down and see, put your hands on it. Just like the Surface Pro 3, which is uh, one of the most popular right now for students going into university and doing a lot of research, the new 12-inch screen on the Pro 3 is just amazing.
1: How, what do you think the difference between the new Surface Pro from the, the, the second version
2: uh, the, the kickstand is the first thing I noticed um, from using a Pro on my lap, the old version. Uh, it was, I, I always felt I needed uh, kind of to be a little bit more, maybe take more yoga classes to be able to get at the right angle. But with the new Pro 3, it can stop anywhere uh, on its little kickstand. So it's the full laptop feel, but it's still the portability and convenience of a tablet.
0: What price uh, are we looking on those?
2: Uh, they start at 799 for an i3.
0: But that's um, you know it's a tablet, but it's like a it's a full laptop as well.
2: You got it, yeah. And it has with the uh, addition of the full USB three port, it has all the same functionality as your full laptop. So it's really the competitor to all of the uh, the MacBook Air, any of the ultrabooks out there. That's where they've kind of positioned themselves. So if you're looking at those, it's good to pick one up and see what you think. Right now, uh, until September the 6th, there's a deal running just for students, too, where they can save some money off of the Pro 3. So uh, it's a great time to get a deal on one.
0: Can I pretend I'm a student?
2: Uh, Well, we need ID, though. So (laughs) you've got got to get that uh, student ID number. You'd be amazed at what, like, Photoshop can do?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can take 20 years off.
2: It's just between you, me, and the listeners, I guess.
0: Yes. Um, So, you know, for some of the listeners, uh, you know, they're hearing, you know, with these uh, tablets now, uh, you know they've got 32 gigabytes or 64 gigabytes of space, and they feel that's not enough because you know they can see some laptops that have like 500 gigs or a terabyte. You know what do you what do you tell those folks?
2: Well, I uh, I use something called a Buffalo Cloud Link drive. So this is basically an enhanced network storage drive. It's a hard drive just like you're used to seeing that would connect through USB, but instead you leave it at home and you plug it into your internet connection with a wire. And then you can access it quite easily from any of your computers at home, any of your tablets or phones. You don't have to use an app when you're at home if you uh, know how to set it up, but they've made it very dead easy to set up with an app. So then you can take your phone with you and have access to whatever's on your Buffalo CloudLink. And they come in uh, two and three terabyte capacities, so they're quite roomy for storage. Same folks that make Buffalo jeans? <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> They're definitely not as stylish as the jeans. No,
0: um, but I, I believe with a lot of these um, these tablet type devices, like the Surface, you get some free cloud space as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah. The, and with the uh, anybody signing up for uh, OneDrive, Microsoft's cloud, uh, you download um, uh, you download OneNote and you get another ten gigs in the cloud for free. So you can keep all your notes. In OneNote, and uh, OneNote works on iPad, Android, uh, Windows Phone, all of the portable devices. So it uh, it's one of the killer ones for uh, being able to make it easy to share notes around.
1: And just to clarify, OneNote is formerly known as SkyDrive, correct?
2: Uh, right. Yeah, it's the new new name. Uh, same features, just with a new name. Same great features, new name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if if uh, there's students out there listening, they should really check out uh... one note and and OneDrive. it's uh... one note is uh... is the end all be all i really wish it was around when i was in school because it, it lets you put anything on the page anywhere uh... you can very quickly pull in elements from the internet that you can even say hey update it when the internet updates that source uh... so it's kind of a killer program to be able to keep your yourself organized and studying
0: what about chromebooks uh... is there much demand for that we, we talk a lot about it on our show and our tv show um, are people coming in for those? Uh,
2: some people are. They really like the price. Yes. Uh, the functionality is getting better with the uh, with the Chrome apps coming out with a few improvements all the time. There's finally a few good games. That was one that a lot of people that were purchasing them for home use, they wanted a couple of casual games and there wasn't that much to choose from. Um, the one thing that uh, some people don't get used to is you still need an internet connection for the majority of the, uh, of the usefulness of it. Uh, so if you don't have... Uh, a good internet connection. Uh, sometimes, you know, free Wi-Fi. Uh, if they get too busy, sometimes you can't do what you thought you could when you were offline. Uh, but they, they are really good for, for certain purposes. A lot of people that are pure research, they come in and buy Chromebooks because of how nice they integrate with the library system. Uh, I've heard great things about how they work there. So,
0: students, um, I—you know—a lot of schools I'm I'm hearing now uh, are outfitting their labs with Chromebooks.
2: Right, as, as yeah, well. I, I think the majority of that comes from the ease of support because it's so quick to reinstall the operating system should something go wrong. yeah, um, and they they can also uh, they're also a little harder to get into uh, if you're trying to infect them or anything like that.
0: Got about a minute left here. any other good goodies?
2: Well, the uh, uh, little portable batteries are one that I always, uh, always make sure students know are around. They start at about $25, have a USB port, and as long as you get the right one, you can charge your tablet or your cell phone when you're out and about. And uh, with uh, all of today's mobile students, it's really good to have one of those handy in the backpack. And they, they go up in price to about 100 bucks if you need a, a whole day of battery, but a uh, little emergency battery power starting at $25 is a great idea for, for heading back to school when you're not at home.
1: It's also a great way to make friends because if someone has a a smartphone that has no power, you can uh, give them some power.
2: Exactly. Yep. You never know where that could go.
0: Julian, as always, love having you on the show. Uh, Where can people find out more information about some of this stuff?
2: London Drugs. At LondonDrugs.com.
0: Julian Uh, Sanders from London Drugs talking about the latest in back-to-school technology. What we're going to do now is open up the phone lines. We want to take your tech calls and questions. Help you out with any uh, tech support that you might need and also buying advice. Uh, back to school, lots of people looking for new technology, laptops, tablets, uh, what have you. Uh, we can give you the lowdown on that as well. The phone numbers, as always, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, one 399 9898 When we come back, your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Mike and Andy back here for Get Connected. We're going open line now. Here's the phone numbers. 604-280-9898. 399 9898 is the toll-free number. Give us a shout if you have any uh, tech questions. And don't worry, no matter how dumb you think the question is, it's not. <laughs> we go through all sorts of crazy stuff in our uh, daily uh, tech world here that uh, drive us crazy. Yeah. So uh, love to help you out. We're going to jump here to the phone lines. We've uh, got, uh, is that Mavis? How are you?
2: Yes, good morning. Good morning. Yes. Um, I, uh, how long will Microsoft support Windows 7? Because I'm thinking of buying a Windows 7 laptop, which I saw at London Drugs. Yeah. And uh, when I looked at Windows 8 and Windows 8.1, it's so different. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a different ball game again, I think.
0: Yeah. So you don't want to... I'm
2: a senior, so what do you think?
0: Yeah. No, uh, you've brought up a really great point. Windows 8 is very different. Uh, it's using a whole tile interface. It, it's kind of um, it's kind of difficult for some people as well because they got that tile interface, but there's still the Windows desktop kind of buried in there as well. So they're trying to do two things at once. So sometimes that gets a little confusing. You know, to be honest, uh, you know, on, on my Windows machine, I'm still running Windows 7. Yeah. Um, they'll be supporting Windows 7 for many years to come. I mean, look at Windows XP. They just stopped supporting that this year.
1: After 13 years. Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, by the time they stop supporting Windows 7, that computer you have will be <laughs> severely, severely out of date. So I, I don't think you can really make a, a wrong call there. Uh, you know, that being said, you know, you should go down to one of the London drugs and actually try out the machines as well. Uh, I find the Windows 8 laptops that have touch screens. Um, much better. If you don't have a touchscreen, it's a little more difficult uh, to get around, but the touchscreen's nice. You know, the tiles are nice and big. You just kind of point to the program you want to run, and it's nice.
1: Yes, and with Windows 8.1 update, you can get the, the same desktop type of uh, interface as well so you can have it boot up in the desktop mode if you want to and it's really just like windows 7 except you do have like mike was saying that touchscreen interface on top of it but i know a lot of people you know are apprehensive about windows 8 yeah but um it's it is i think a good operating system and i think over time that's that's the right direction to go because we are seeing everything go to touchscreens and that operating system is optimized for that
0: But Mavis, you can't go wrong with Windows 7. Yes. You know, it's awesome. I use it on my machines. Love it.
1: But Uh, I do know Microsoft is not offering Windows 7 anymore. So if you buy a new computer. Yeah, they always do that. They're going to be moving it to Windows 8. Yeah. Um, But Windows 7 is still It'll be supported
0: for a long time to come. So no worries there. And if they stop down the road, you can always upgrade. Exactly. Right? So not a big issue. I'm going to jump here to uh, Mark from Nanaimo. Hey, Mark.
2: All right. Uh, a quick question, or a point back. I purposely bought that uh, Toshiba laptop from London Drugs because it had seven. Yes. Uh, it's a beautiful system, works fine. The ladies shouldn't have any qualms whatsoever. No. And on the point of touch screens, if you have cats, the cat's tail touches the screen and all things get screwed up. (laughs) Not not cat friendly. Not cat friendly at all, Um, which is why I won't have a touch screen. Anyhow, my question was, I, I have my own website, and I can find out who refers people to my website, and I get a lot of referrals from Russian porn sites and Russian used car car dealerships. How can I block referrals from Russia?
0: That is a good question. (laughs) So, uh, you know, for websites, you can use things like Google Analytics and what have you to see where your traffic is uh, basically coming from. Any thoughts on how you would block that, Andy? That's
1: a... That's a tough one because um, you might, you have to, I would look and do some research online on how to do that because first of all, you want to find out why is it coming from there? Yeah. You know, it, it could be some kind of list um, or bots or something that's going on there, but uh, you would have to look around to see, and I would talk to the, the person that maybe designed your site or who looks after your site to see what uh, what you can do because of course you don't want that kind of uh, traffic coming to your website. Um, but at the same time, you would want to look at it. But uh, I don't have anything off the top of my head, Mike, to to solve that problem.
0: Yeah, um, you know, you can do basically a, a quick Google search on that. Uh, I came up with a, a bunch of different uh, uh, topics and solutions there. Uh, we'll also talk to some of our web guys and get um, some more detailed information uh, about that for you uh, as well. Jumping uh, to Malcolm in Richmond. Hey, Malcolm.
1: Good morning, guys. Good morning. What do, you think, what do you think of the BlackBerry Classic, and do you think uh, it'll, it'll be an improvement of the old BlackBerry Bowl 9900? Well, there's still a lot of people that love BlackBerry, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're moving more to touch. I remember when they released the Q10. Yeah. That, that was a really good phone, but yeah. I thought, I always thought they came out a little late. They were about a year, or a year and a half too late.
0: That was a touchscreen and the yeah. keyboard, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, BlackBerry that's just an interesting story now like will they ever be a player in the smartphone world? Um unfortunately I have to say that's a tough road for them to, to climb, especially in the no North matter what kind of phone no matter what kind of phone they're launching. Yeah.
1: But they are big in developing countries. Indonesia, they're still they still have a a huge fan base down there. Yeah,
0: India as well. But you know, you're looking at the other guys out there like the Android uh, manufacturers, uh, even Nokia. Uh, as well, you know they 're coming out with phones that are like um, thirty five dollars yeah that you know you know can sell in places like India that you know don 't have the income to support like a seven hundred dollar phone um, so how how do you compete against that you know unless Blackberry can start
1: making super cheap phones yeah, and um their operating system q n x that 's a great fantastic operating system that they 're trying to use in like in cars so they, they might reinvent themselves in the future, but right now, I agree with you, Mike. In, in, at least in North America, they're not going to have much influence in the smartphone race. Going to
0: have to take another break. When we come back, more of your calls. 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 are the numbers. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with... My co-host, Andy Barrar. We're taking your calls, your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. we we'll jump here to Don in Medicine Hat. Hey, Don. Hi. Hi. I, I just wonder what the name of the app was that uh, you were talking about earlier that's sort of in competition with Netflix, only it's free? Yes. Our, uh, our pirate friend Andy here would know the answer I'm to a that. researcher, You're Mike. You're a researcher.
1: I'm, I'm doing research. Okay. Um, it's called Popcorn Time, and you can just basically Google that, and you have to go to their website, from there, you're gonna to have to download the app directly from their website. It's in a little—it's called .apk, and uh, you have to make sure that your mobile device, your Android mobile device, uh, will allow apps that are not from the official Google Store to do it. And it's just in your security settings. From there, it just opens up, and uh, you'd be amazed—it looks just like Netflix.
0: But you can it, also download this for like a Windows machine. You can get Mac it on Windows. Well? Yeah,
1: um, I haven't tried that because that's originally when it first came out. It was a little piece of software yeah. on your windows or mac okay but now they're moving into the mobile space and it it's really i i, I kind of liken it to like the dark netflix because it feels like netflix uh, works just like it but it's free and it's probably uh it's in a very cloudy area in terms of uh, the legalities of it is it though andy it is <laughs> well just like torrent cloudy so. you mean illegal
0: <laughs> i'm gonna jump here to uh ron in vancouver hey ron Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Quick question for you. Um, I'm trying to run Netflix from my computer to my TV, to my smart TV. You know, it's in a couple of rooms over the computer, and I keep losing my signal, and it'll, the show will play for just a couple of minutes, and then it'll boot me out, and then it reloads, and then it boots me out and reloads. And this goes on quite frequently throughout <laughs> the show. It's very frustrating. Sometimes I have to actually put in my my um, encrypted Telus code
1: yeah. to, to connect
0: with the uh, connect with the computer again. Um, now, my question is, should I get a better router that other than TELUS provides, or should I get one of those power boosters that you plug in somewhere that boosts the signal? Yeah, so you're, you're using Wi-Fi right now to get the signal at the TV? Correct. Yeah. So uh, it's challenging. When you're streaming things like video, um, that's taking up a lot of bandwidth, and sometimes if you haven't got a good connection or... The router is trying to go through a few different rooms and ceilings and walls. Uh, You're going to get the dropout. So uh, either A, there's a few solutions. Uh, You can look at the type of router you have um, and, you know, see if there's better routers on the market. Uh, The new ones are wireless N and wireless AC standards. Uh, They typically have longer range. But then you have to make sure that the device, like your TV, can support those as well. Uh, typically the routers are backwards compatible, but um, you know, the TV, if it's got wireless N or wireless AC, uh it'll be able to get better range. To be honest, I think one of the best solutions for you might be a power line adapter. I've done this uh in a couple of the rooms in my house where the Wi-Fi signal just can't get. Uh and these are devices you can get them from Netgear, uh D-Link or, or Linksys. It. Um and they come in, in a pair typically. So you'd plug one into like the power outlet near your router. And then run a wire from that thing right into your router. And then you take the other one near your TV, plug that into the power outlet, and run a cable from that right into your TV. And it's a night and day difference as far as the speed.
1: Basically, it's like having a long Ethernet cable from one room to the other because it's using your electrical grid to transfer that signal. One thing you want to make sure if you're going to go the power line route is to not put it into a power bar. It's got to go right into the wall. Directly into the wall. I learned the hard way. (laughs) It was making – my Wi-Fi like, signal was just wonky. It was all over the place. And then I, I realized that power lines and power bars do not go together.
0: No. Uh, so they do have the Wi-Fi extenders as well. Um, they're, they're pretty good. Um, I've had hit and miss success with those things just depending on the uh, the home as well. Uh, for But for streaming video – uh, power line adapter, especially for your TV, right? Because that's something that you're going to be using all the time. Yeah. It's worth the investment. I think these things are about 100 bucks for the pair.
1: Oh, you can get them for about 60 to $80. Oh, okay. Uh, another thing you want to do is if you're going Wi-Fi is typically routers have dual bands. Yep. You have the 2.4 gigahertz and then the 5K or gigahertz. So what you want to do is make sure you're using the 5 for streaming content because... But then you have to make sure the TV can support... Yeah, but he, if he has a smart TV, it should yeah. be able to support okay. um, the 5. And like, there's new routers now that have, like, I know Netgear has it with their Nighthawk, where they have dual band, or tri-band. So two 5 gigahertz bands, and that's for, for houses that use a lot of streaming. Because if there's too much traffic going on one band, it'll switch to the other one. Yeah. And so that's a great way to stream. And typically what you want to recommend is using the, the 5 band, the 5 gigahertz band, but it doesn't have as much range as the 2.4. So but 2.4 is good for the typical, like, your everyday internet streaming. But if you're going to go HD streaming or something like that, um, definitely want to go on the 5.
0: Hopefully that uh, helped uh, answer some uh, questions for you there. Got uh, Greg on the line. Hey, Greg.
2: Oh, hi, Mike, uh, and your guest. Question for you. I recently listed my motorcycle for sale
0: on three sites. Yep. Kijiji, Craigslist, and Auto Trader
2: had seven responses, six of them fraudulent.
0: Really? Now, I
2: don't, yeah, and one bona fide. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's all the same story, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, what is the solution or, to this, or are we going to live in society like this with these types of free websites?
0: Yeah, it's tough. You know, I, I list stuff on Craigslist all the time, and I always get those guys from Nigeria, Nigeria saying, right. hey, I'll pay you actually uh, even more from what you're asking, uh, but you know yeah, what's your yeah. what's your PayPal account? I'm like right. <laughs> <laughs> now here's here's the question: PayPal, which I don't understand, if they say they can deposit money to my PayPal account, so they want my PayPal account. Yeah. Wh- where's the harm come to me, or the risk? It's a good question. I'm still. I got to be honest. I'm still kind of fuzzy on that because uh, you know for the longest time I believe that PayPal was a very secure way to do a transaction. But I hear all the time of people getting um, taken when, you know, people get their PayPal account number. Because
1: your PayPal account is tied in with your banking information as well. So, you know, when it comes to Craigslist, nothing beats cold, hard cash. Yes. And it's always, we always recommend you meet in a public place um, and then you you make the exchange in cash rather than trying to do it electronically.
0: But, you know, Greg, you've actually brought up a good point. Andy, we got to get a a guy from PayPal on the show in the mm-hmm. coming weeks, yep. just to fully understand uh, what to do and what not to do when it comes to using that service, because that's it's such a convenient way to do transactions online. Uh, you know, obviously eBay, that's how all the transactions are done there. But uh, again, you can be taken yeah. on there. I'm just not fully clear on how that operates. But yeah, you know, as far as these Craigslist and Kijijis and stuff, that's the problem. Like they've, you know, they've got these these programs or these bots that basically scan through there for certain items. And then uh, they send out these emails saying, hey, <laughs> we want this. What's your PayPal account? And I always recommend if you're selling stuff online in these classified uh, services, uh, always meet in person, cold hard cash. Yeah. And that way you don't get messed up. Exactly. When we come back from the break, app of the week with Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Course Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo with Andy Brar. It's that time of the show, App of the Week with Christina. How are you doing?
3: Pretty good. How about you, Mike?
0: Good. What do you got for us?
3: Uh, well, there's been a lot of chatter about this app this week. It's Hyperlapse by Instagram. Okay, right.
0: Hyperlapse. I've heard of this. I've seen some of these videos on my Facebook feed. Yes. What's going on?
3: Yeah, so it creates time lapse videos. So you know how you get those videos where um, basically it's filmed over a long period of time, but it's sped up. Yes. Um, So those videos are actually very difficult to create and usually take a lot of expensive equipment because you have to have a really stable image in order to accomplish them successfully. So Instagram has actually found a way to do this with your phone. Um, so what it, the scientists
0: at Instagram,
3: the engineers at okay. Instagram, yes, but it's actually really complicated because what they're doing is they're using the gyroscope in your phone to measure the movement of your phone while yes. you're doing, while you're Recording. taking the footage. Um, and then it actually uses an algorithm to stabilize that image based on the movements it's measured with your gyroscope. That's interesting because,
0: in uh, I saw one of these videos, uh, uh, Lenny, who I work with. Uh, did his drive yeah. from North Vancouver across the Lionsgate Bridge through Stanley Park to his uh, place uh, in Cole Harbor? Lenny, I know where you live now, by the way. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> like I usually don't watch these things on Facebook, but
1: I was mesmerized. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's the image stabilization with hyperlapse is absolutely amazing. I don't know how they did it. I, I don't know much about algorithms. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know who was
0: holding his smartphone in his car. Hopefully not him while he was
1: driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I know. I asked, them, I asked him the same thing. What did he say? He said he has a dash mount. I hope he's telling he the truth. He made another one this morning
1: <laughs> on his road trip to Whistler. Whistler, yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Was it cool? Yeah, it was pretty cool, yeah. Did he record the whole way? Uh, no. Oh. No. That's dumb. Yeah, I, I was I was <laughs> going to like it, but then I changed my mind because it wasn't... <laughs>
0: so hyperlapse is the name is it is it part of instagram
3: uh no it's a separate app so right now it's just on ios so uh you can get it in the app store it's hyperlapse h-y-p-e-r-l-a-p-s-e and it's free it's free yeah
0: and anyone can use this like it's easy
3: yeah it's super easy yeah.
0: if, if lenny can do it I'm sure I can do it too.
3: I'm not going to tell I mean, him that. You said that. Sm- I
0: know, but no, guy is smart. But I, I'm, I'm sure I can figure this out. But I mean, the, the videos are really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're they're really good, and I'm sure a lot of people are seeing it up on their Facebook feeds right now. People t- trying out hyperlapse. Um, so we're going to
0: see all these irritating sped up, sped up car videos. Yeah, you're going to watch people's videos.
1: road trips. Basically, um, you know, then you can live vicariously through them you know. our
3: cameraman at work is not sleeping easy anymore <laughs> <laughs> technology is creeping up on him
1: well that's
0: all the uh time i think we have left in today's show as always uh, hit the website the contest quickly
1: andy we're giving away an epson printer for back to school so you go to our website triple w to enter and win it's the 610 uh yes very cool. That, An awesome printer. That's one you have at home. I know. I love it. Yeah. It's like the most awesome printer.
0: GetConnectedMedia.com. Hit the contest page. want to thank Andy Barrar, the Get Connected team, and Christina for joining me today. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.